Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out, what if... With March Madness soon approaching, the one and done rule in men's college basketball was either changed or removed completely. What would that mean for college basketball, for the NBA, for the NCAA? What does that mean for high school players? So I'm curious because we all kind of lived through a period of time in which the time where we could jump, or basketball players, not we, I'm not going to be able to make that jump, nor was I. But they could make the jump straight to the NBA from high school. And then I believe in what, 2003, you had to go one and done, or at least you have to go to school for one year if you want to continue playing basketball in the country instead of going from straight to high school to professionally with the NBA. We obviously know a great example is Carmelo Anthony. He went to Syracuse. He won the national championship in his one year. He jumps to the NBA after his freshman year, something that we see a lot of times in today's age. But in that same class, we also had LeBron James. And for all of the number one picks in our recent memory, I can think of Anthony Bennett for one, to just not pan out as a number one pick. How about the Kwame Brown, the guys who came straight from high school who just did not pan out in the NBA? If we take away the one and done rule, it never was in place, how would things change with the NBA, with NCAA? How would it be different if we mandated, say, two to three years of college enrollment, but still allow high schoolers to jump to the NBA? baseball does I believe if you go to college you either have to be age 21 or older or finish your junior year before jumping into the MLB draft but you could also jump straight from high school and is there a right answer how would college basketball programs change how would the landscape change would we still have the blue bloods the Dukes North Carolinas Kansas would these schools still be the top teams or would there be more could you say balance in the state of college basketball and how would teams look if you had a three-year requirement how would things change depending on some of these topics mm. a lot to unpack there the first thing to mind was actually the effect on the basketball players themselves i always wonder how much do you get out of one year of college as a basketball star I never knew Lonzo Ball personally, but I can't imagine that he really needed to spend that much time studying or maybe even cared that much about studying because he knew he had it made regardless. So I wonder, is there a point in these kids going to college for a year? You'd have to ask them if they feel like that's worth it, but if they don't learn anything, it's not really that important to them and they'd rather just go off to the NBA and start actually make money. I don't know. I remember Ben Simmons when his season ended because they didn't even make it to the tournament. He just stopped going to class. He was like, I'm going to the NBA draft next year. I'm going to be picked number one overall. Why would I want to go to class right now? While logistically that makes sense that you could just take your time to prepare for the draft because, I mean, you're not getting your diploma. Like morally, I like to believe that these people are trying to get an education 
but I mean, who am I to say like, I'm not in that situation. You know, I'm not preparing to get millions of dollars next year. So I don't know the answer to that question. At the same time, like you're wondering about like those guys from college football and baseball and everything. Is it worth it to go to three years of college and not get your degree? That would suck in my opinion. I mean, I know a lot of those guys, they make a lot of money and they do well when they graduate after three years or after one year, but sometimes they don't and it doesn't pan out and then they don't have their fourth year of eligibility and you know they might have to go back for their diploma and they have a hard time getting jobs or whatever it might be. So that's a good question, Jeet. I didn't bring this up, but you also have to consider, I think, the NCAA as a structure, as an entity, dare I say how corrupt they are. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, with college basketball, to me, it kind of seems like, what's the point of one year? You're kind of meeting in the middle, like, mandating college, I don't think is something that you should be doing. What good does it actually serve? I mean, I think the Ben Simmons case is a good example, Cameron, I mean, that probably is the case a lot, especially, I mean, just athletes in general, perhaps specifically with football and basketball. But would it be even worse, perhaps, if you say, if you don't go straight from high school, which how many players would actually do that? And then say, you translate baseball and football and say, you have to stay for three years in college basketball, or at least after you turn 21. Could that be even more of the NCAA kind of taking hold of the power structure and taking even more power away from student athletes? I might be wrong, but I think the NBA was the one that actually made the rule saying they had to be one year out of school. I don't think it was NCAA. But at the same time, the NCAA, they get a lot out of that ruling. So you wonder how much they had to do with it because they are getting the, you know, Anthony Davis for a year and your Carl Anthony Towns and your Zion Williamson. Like, that's bringing in a lot of good for them. Imagine getting that for three years. Like, those dudes are grown men. I mean, Zion Williamson makes 10-year veterans look tiny in the NBA, and he's 19. College basketball, I feel like, is one where, you know, you see a lot of these players who are ready to go straight from high school straight to the NBA. But at the same time, you say two to three years, they have to stay in school, which I don't like the language of that. But at the same time, maybe they're more likely to attain that degree I'd like to see the numbers of how many kids went straight to the NBA from high school during that period. Because there's not a, like a ton of names that I can think of off the top of my head. Obviously some very good ones that have definitely panned out. I mean, you're talking about your LeBrons and Kevin Garnett and Kobe. So I don't know how much that would affect our world today because College basketball is essentially like the minor leagues. Like these kids that get drafted in Major League Baseball or the NHL aren't going straight to the league when they're 18 years old. You know, they're in the minors for two to three years, but they're just getting paid, which is the big difference. So I would be interested to see how many people actually go to the NBA straight from high school because there is a growing process. And we're back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that did that. Thank you for listening to our message from the sponsor, Apple and Kane's Chicken. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's an interesting topic because there's so many parts to it in getting paid. Should college students be getting paid, especially for the bigger sports? But let's dive into the more, I would say, fun part. How would college basketball, our blue bloods, how would the landscape and competition be if the one and done rule was no longer, but nothing else is put into place? So you could still leave after your freshman year, sophomore year. What would happen to college basketball? Eddie, would Michigan State still be a top program? What do you think? Most definitely. That's all I have to say about that. Most definitely. Boom. Wow. Well, there we go. Would you all watch college basketball in that case? Like, would that still be a sport that you would watch quite a bit of? Or I'd still watch college basketball. I mean, like I said, I don't think that would change that many programs. Obviously, it would affect, like, your big blue buds. But, like, I'm a big Oklahoma and Arkansas basketball fan. I'm going to watch them year in and year out, whether or not they don't get any of those kids anyways. So I would still watch. I guess the final question is, let's say the three-year part is implemented, same with college baseball, college football, either that or you're 21 and older. That's when you get to go to the NBA. How would college basketball look with that? I'm actually very interested with that. And one and done is also gone here. But if you do go to college, three years, or you're age 21 and older. Can you imagine, like, Anthony Davis for three years at Kentucky or Zion at three years at Duke? They would be so dominant by the end of their time there. It makes me think about, like, some of the lineups that could happen. Like, Kentucky always has four of the top ten or something ridiculous like that, and, like, Duke always has that. So imagine, like, building that roster out with all of your best talent and then all just, like, waiting in the wings and then having them in a system for two to three years. Like, I wonder how much that heightens the play of college basketball as opposed to having new chemistry you have to build every single year. I also think, like, there'd be more repeat championships, sort of like mini dynasties in college basketball. Cause like. When I think of Kentucky, I know John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, they played together. But I think they both left and then Anthony Davis came. Like, I don't think all three of them were together. Mm-hmm. So, like, that that would have been really cool to see. <laughs> and that would have been something else. Yeah, that makes me think of, like, UCLA because that's what NCAA was like back then. You get, you know, a Lou Alcindor and a Bill Walton on the same team for three years I guess the entertainment side of getting to see these incredible players who would not have otherwise played together it's really interesting in regards to like competition and just the entertainment side of things like would you be more interested watching that than say what it is now in which every year there are new players that come in and I think I as a non-college basketball fan would for sure be more interested if I had heard, oh, you got to watch this team in Kentucky that has these three incredible players that we've never seen before, I would definitely be interested in that, and I would pay more attention to it rather than like I couldn't name a single player on Kentucky or on Duke. They had that time to build up a really like a reputation. Each player you know was coming up really big. Then I'd be more interested personally. I guess I'm curious because I'm. 
huge University of Missouri basketball fan, which hasn't really panned out for me. But let's say you have three years that you have to go to college. And I would love to see, for example, the cousins, Anthony Davis, John Wall, seeing these combinations of incredible players for maybe a year or two, three years. In that case, would a lot of these players not want to go to these bigger programs because, hey, I'm not going to get my time in the spotlight. I have John Wall in front of me for two years. Maybe I'll go to a smaller school, hopefully the University of Missouri. What do you guys think of that? <laughs> I think it works its way out. I mean, Anthony Davis is head and shoulders better than half those top recruits that went to Kentucky. So, like, he would play. Talent always overcomes, I think, when it comes to stuff like that. Like, so I, there's no doubt in my mind that there would be a lot of top draft picks from different programs that probably wouldn't have been up there because the other guys that would have been like on their team and things like that. You know, if you get like these mini dynasties of what happens in Kentucky, if like John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis play together, that could be a good way to sort of transition into the NBA because NBA to formulate a good team, you need to have like three really solid people. I think one of the challenges of having like that trio of people in the NBA is the clashing of egos. So by learning that in college, I think that would help the players in development to practice that in the NBA, if you see what I'm saying. It's a great point. You also wonder too, like if the NBA type of play would seep into college basketball because you would have those, like, superstar guys there for so long. Like, LeBron, after three years, would totally dominate the ball. I would imagine that type of isolation basketball that they use in the NBA so much, that might have seeped into college basketball with – I mean, it kind of is, but it's, not, it's definitely not as prevalent. But that, like, isolation basketball, when you have that one really good player or two really good players – I just wonder if that idea becomes a lot more popular as, you know, your really, really good college basketball players become juniors and they're like Eddie with Cassius Winston at Michigan State. It's very much a Cassius Winston show in the last five minutes of a Michigan State basketball game. So imagine someone like Anthony Davis or like a Trey Young. That, that's how it was with Trey Young at OU. It was like last five of the minutes of a basketball game. It's Trey Young's basketball. So imagine Trey Young, his junior year, no one else is touching that basketball his junior year in isolation. Because mm. mm. he might be just that much better than some of those guys at that point. I was also thinking, I feel like there'd be more transfers if this were the case. Like, you know how in college football we see, a, feels like, I mean, I don't know much about college football, but it feels like these days we see a lot more transfers. Yeah, that's a good point, G. I didn't think about that. Definitely would be the case. Maybe you'd see like a market or like a – I mean, there are already under shady things going on in college basketball that we're, we're trying to get enticed to certain teams. But I'm sure you, that would just amplify if you knew John Wall's looking for a new college to go to. Imagine how many offers his parents would be getting of new cars and stuff. Part of me thinks, though, that – it would be very similar to like college football and that the whole mindset would change 
Like, we're seeing just now, especially with quarterbacks, these freshman quarterbacks are coming up and then transferring. And so up until probably this new rule that happened, that really wasn't the case where, you know, guys would be leaving. They would wait or even redshirt. Like, you never see a redshirt in basketball. So it, it makes me wonder if the whole mindset would change about my development as a college basketball player would become more of a long game as opposed to getting my one or two years in and then leaving. Yeah, I guess my final thing I want to bring up is how the NCAA tournament would kind of play out. Would it be, A, more entertaining because the quality of the competition, you could probably say is better? Or do you still have the peril of, you know, I love the Northern Iowa versus Kansas, Ali Prokwinesh way back in the day, when you have the smallest schools beat the biggest one? That would never happen. <laughs> that would, I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I don't know in the history of college basketball what you're asking. It probably has happened where the smaller teams still win, like your NC States and that type of story. But it'd be so much less. I mean, you're like Butler teams and Loyola Chicago or Florida Gulf Coast, like, you're not going up against two really good freshmen and a bunch of other guys. You're going up against four studs or whatever. Obviously, there's going to be your, like, really good teams and then your good teams, and maybe those teams get upset a bunch. But, I mean, you're not going to see the big ones. And I think the quality of play would be – you'd see a lot more scoring, I imagine, because your level of play would be a little bit higher for those last few games, but I don't know if it'd be more exciting or not. It'd probably be about the same. I think it'd be similar to the NBA where actually it'd be similar in the sense that you knew Golden State was going to get to the finals. You knew LeBron's team would get to the finals. Like, you know who's going to get to the championship game. You could plan out the end of the bracket pretty confidently. I think that would be even more the case. Like the number one seeds would be the final four, almost undoubtedly. Yeah. I honestly don't know which one would be more entertaining because I feel like the quality of the competition, it jumps up when you have all these returners and basically NBA level players, but also the entertainment value of the upsets. You don't get those as much. What's more entertaining? Yeah, I think the latter. The upsets is- that's why, that's what I find more entertaining than the quality. Because, you know, as someone who's not really a college basketball fan, like as Jeet had mentioned earlier, I don't really pay attention to the quality. I pay more attention to quality of the sport that I truly follow. So soccer, like, I, I, I noticed that. But Eddie, mm. you're a person that hates upsets. I am a person that doesn't like upsets, but... You like to kick the little guy. okay so in soccer that's when i don't like upset does that still apply to this argument that i'm trying to make i'm getting lost in my thoughts (laughs) you like the you like the upsets that happen in the ncaa tournament like you loved it when whatever the 15th seed was whooped up on michigan state in the first round you said I loved that? You said you loved the upsets in the tournament. Oh, I did say that. <laughs> Shoot. 
stretch that. I don't even. <laughs> mm. The upsets are great, but at the end of the day, like you pay the money to see LeBron versus Steph Curry. Do you want the two best teams to play in the championship game? When you take out the chance of that happening because of an upset, like it's really fun in the moment. And I'm all here for upsets. I love upsets. But when you're talking about the best teams coming in, you want to see the best teams play entertainment-wise. That's, I mean, that's what you're here for. I just don't think quality and entertainment are two separate things. That's why I was trying to interpret your question. And, like, I think in quality, like, I would like to see quality of, like, all these players playing for, like, a really star-studded team in college. But I, I also think that's entertaining. I think there's an entertainment in, like, seeing all these guys click and just that chemistry and fluidity. I think that's entertaining. Yeah, I agree with Eddie. I think I would do the same thing that I do with NBA, which is where I start tuning in around the semi <laughs> fourth quarter. That's when I started. <laughs> You'd get like Anthony Davis, Marcus Cousins, John Wall versus Kyrie Irving, other guys that went to Duke around that time. Like you get these real powerhouse matchups. Yeah. I think most of America would agree with you, G. Yeah. The other thing, the drafts. I think drafts would be drastically different because you'd have a lot of consolidation within each draft rather than each person being spread out and like there's a consensus number one pick each year. I think you might start seeing all the top five picks are legitimate superstars. Mm. Yeah, you'd get a lot clearer view of who would be the best and who wouldn't. Because there's a lot of dudes that have no right of being drafted in the top 10. And all they see is just one year of body of work. I agree with you, Jude. I think you would, the drafts would be significantly different. And you would see a lot of those worst teams actually draft good players <laughs> and not continuously draft terrible ones. That'd be interesting. What if the Knicks didn't screw up every draft? <laughs> Next time on. What if? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the What If Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports.